You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, kia ora, welcome everybody to our service today. I know this is a little bit different having me preach from a video to all of you guys, but hey, it's fun to do new things. And I want to welcome every one of our campuses. We are one church that meets in multiple locations. So a big welcome out to the campus up there in the beautiful winterless north in Whangarei, my second home and the place of one of my children's birth. Welcome out to those in our city campus here in the heart of Auckland City with our brand, their brand new campus pastor, Pastor Shane Huang. Welcome, guys. So good to have you with us, too. Those hanging out with us in the west, the place that is blessed, and the location of our next school campus right out there in Henderson in West Auckland. Welcome to all you guys. Manurewa, the place repping the wonderful, my hometown of South Auckland. Great to have you guys with us with Pastors Don and Haley Lafayette just wonderful, beautiful people. Uh, the campus hanging out right with us in uh, Papakura, the place I bought my first home. Welcome to you guys. Pukekohe, where my parents live. Welcome to all you guys too. Botany Campus, the place where I gave my life to Jesus all those years ago. And of course, a big welcome to those joining us from our online campus family. Welcome to all you guys and any guests and visitors who are here with us. Just a big shout out and welcome to you guys too. And I want to take this time with us this morning just to preach a message that uh, this is the first time we've ever done this where a video message has gone out from me to every one of our campus locations. Uh, it's happening everywhere. I'm currently in Vietnam on mission, uh, just doing some pastors and leaders training with our churches there in Vietnam alongside Bex and Pastor Mike and Liz Griffiths and Pastor Bob Lawson. So please pray for us uh, while, you, while we're there. It'd be uh, really wonderful if you could do that. But uh, I wanted to bring this message really speak to the heart of our church, speak to some of the things I think that God is calling us to be as a church. And this is just a message I really wanted all of us to hear and capture. And so the title of my message today is Siblings, Staff, and Soldiers. Siblings, Staff, and Soldiers. Grab your Elam app out on your phone or grab your Bible and go with me to the book of Philemon, chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. It says this, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. When opening this letter, the apostle Paul addresses three different people, and he addresses them with three different ways of describing them or describing their function in relationship to another. And it's interesting that he uses these words. He uses the words siblings, fellow workers, and soldiers. Siblings or staff, as we might say, and soldiers. It's really interesting he uses those three words. And as I read this and I just prayed on it and, and sought God on this passage, I really felt that, man, this is the same is true for each of us in the body of Christ and as part of his church. We each have to embody all three of those things, being siblings, being fellow workers, and also being soldiers. Now, let me explain a little bit more what I mean by this. Firstly, there's this idea of siblings, being siblings. I have an identical twin brother. He looks like me. He sounds like me. He's just like me. I mean, I like to think the Lord looked at his creation and he was like, that is so nice. I got to make it twice. 
the Lord looked at his creation and said, man, the world needs two of those. Not just one of those, it needs a double up. And so my brother and I, we are very much the same, look the same, sound the same. We are pretty much sharing DNA, like we are pretty much the same person, but he is not me. And I'm a pastor, he is not. And so here's a good rule of thumb. If you see me out there somewhere doing something I shouldn't be doing, just assume it's not me. That's just a great rule of thumb to go by. It, it probably wasn't me. So we all, if you're blessed enough to have siblings, you'll know that siblings, they both drive you mad, but they're also the closest people in your life. They're, they're the people that you share life together. You have memories with them. You grow up together. There's this journey of maturity that you go on with your siblings, seeing each other grow in the different ages and stages of life. You're growing up and navigating life together. And when my brother and I get together, like we're 40 years old, old now and when we get together though like say my mom says come around for dinner or something like that when we get together we behave like eight-year-olds like we just mess around uh, we just revert back to being siblings man we just we make fun of each other we do stupid things we make funny jokes and we create these memories but we're also there for the ups and downs of life with one another see brothers and sisters they walk a journey together they create memories together. And at times, that's just what this environment of church is like. It, we're brothers and sisters. We're siblings on this journey. We're journeying with one another and watching and helping each other grow to maturity. There is proximity to one another on the journey. We share life. We have fun together in church. And a lot of people ask us, you know, why do you guys do crunchies in church? It's sibling time. That's what that is. It's like, this is a time when siblings, when brothers and sisters are celebrating, you had a birthday, you had a special event. We, we're just gonna have a good time and create some memories and celebrate the things that siblings would celebrate. See, siblings, they comfort, they support, they encourage, and sometimes we get on each other's nerves and that's okay. You're not always gonna get on all the time, but part of the journey of being part of this thing called the church and the body of Christ is that we have this sibling dynamic where we're growing alongside one another and encouraging and supporting and creating memories and having fun and maturing through the stages together. We're brothers and sisters. And so my question for us as a church, no matter what campus you're in is, who are you growing with? Who are you walking a journey alongside? Who are you sharing this journey with? Who are you creating memories with and who are you encouraging along the journey? Because we're siblings. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to grow together. But we're not just siblings. We're also staff. We're also fellow workers. You know, before I was a pastor, I had many different jobs especially when I was going through university. And when I was at university, I, I managed to uh, begin working for a promotional company. This company would hire people to go out on the street and promote different companies to people on the street or, or, or whatever. And so I had many different like, uh, variances of that kind of job. But I remember one summer I got the job and my brother also got the same, it was a, a two-man job and I had to dress up for a summer as Harold the Giraffe. Now, if you grew up in New Zealand over the last 30 years, you will know who Harold the Giraffe is. So picture this, this is me 
in my 20s and I'm wearing a giraffe onesie with a gigantic 15 kg giraffe head on my shoulders with limited visibility in the middle of summer and my brother is just dressed nicely in a suit and he's promoting whatever the product is we're selling to the parents and here's me, I have to have photos and interact with the children. Now this is all good and well, apart from my brother saw it as a great opportunity to mess with me. And so as he's talking to the parents, he's telling the kids, oh, go push Harold, go punch Harold, go kick Harold in the shins, go pull Harold's tail, go make Harold's life a misery, go and try and push Harold over. And so as he is having the time of his life watching me getting even increasingly uncomfortable, I am dying because it's 40 degrees in the Harold costume in the middle of summer and I'm being abused by small children and in my head all I'm thinking is I don't need you to be my brother right now, I need you to be a staff member. I, need, I don't need a sibling right now. I need a fellow worker who's going to help me do this job. See, we are siblings, but we're also staff. We're also fellow workers. The reality, reality is, is for all of us, there's a job that needs to get done. As is church, there is connection, but there is also calling. We're connected, we're siblings, but there's also an, a calling where there's a job that needs to get done. There is, there's the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is this mandate to use our gifts that God has given us to build up the body and edify one another and for the glory of His name. There is this significant role and purpose and plan that God has upon each and every single life. Every single one of us has a part to play in the kingdom of God. See, the church is not just relational, the church is also missional. See, the mission of the church doesn't just rest on the clergy, on the pastors and the preachers and the leaders. It rests on every single person who calls on the name of Jesus. We're all called. We, there is a gift that you carry, friend, that the body needs to fulfill the call of God upon us as a church. And if all we are is siblings, then nothing really gets done. Like, remember when your mom told you and your siblings do all those chores and they just messed around? If all we are is siblings, then nothing really gets done. And if all we are is siblings, then we become inward focused and we lose our missional edge. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than being in a work environment and having someone behave like a sibling. Nothing more frustrating. Like you're in that meeting, that planning meeting where you're trying to get stuff done, you're on deadlines, and there's that one colleague who just keeps cracking jokes and keeps messing up and drawing silly pictures on the whiteboard. And you're like, dude, I don't need you to be a sibling. I need you to be a staff member. I need you to engage in the project. I need you to help us in this moment. And if you've been in a church, and I mean any church for any length of time, there is a job that happens in churches that is universal. Every single church, this job happens. And if you've been in church, sooner or later, you're going to have to do this job. You know what that job is? Moving chairs. Every single church on planet Earth, if you're part of that church, get ready to move chairs for an event, packing them up, putting them out, resetting them, 
pushing them away, putting them out. Now there is this great like thing when you see young men of God who are looking to attract a young woman of God. It's like it's like the Christian man form of peacocking. You would you would, you what they do is they they see the girl they're trying to impress and they try and carry as many as many chairs as humanly possible in front of their girl, hoping that she sees that's a man who can carry eight chairs, four under each arm. Wow. Wow. Friends, keep going. But there's nothing more frustrating when you're in church and you're resetting chairs or you're packing out chairs only out of the corner of your eye. You see the youth pastor using that chair trolley as some kind of go-kart and he's pushing the youth intern around the outside perimeter of the church doing time trial laps around while everyone else is trying to put chairs away or put chairs out. I don't need you to be a sibling right now. I need you to be a staff member. It's normally the youth pastor pray for them. (laughs) See, church isn't just sibling time. There are things that need to get done. There's jobs to do. There's lost people to reach, messages to prepare, teams to grow, leaders to develop, programs to run, marriages to heal, small groups to lead, songs to sing, people to pastor, services to plan, reports to write, books to balance, missions to finance, the poor to support, the broken to heal, courses to run, ministries to grow, care to be given, prayers to pray, vision to unlock, territory to advance, schools to run, families to support, people to disciple, communities to This is the great task of finding the lost, pastoring the found, equipping the pastored, and releasing the equipped. Every single one of us has a part to play in God's kingdom. Every single one of you in this campus has a part to play. We are siblings, but we are also staff. And if in a workspace, all you have, if, if a workspace is predominantly filled with siblings, productivity is low and frustration is high. But in like manner, in a work environment where all you have is just workers, then it lacks the morale that siblings bring that create an effective team. We are siblings and we are also staff. And I'm so thankful right now for every single dream teamer in every one of our campuses that have stepped up to be a fellow worker in the mission, stepped up to say, you know what, I'm going to put my hands on. In fact, right now, church in your campus, can you just quickly put your hands together for every single dream? teamer who's currently serving right now. Come on, put your hands together for them. They're amazing. Why don't we celebrate them? Every dream team is serving you, every worship leader, every team that's working, every small group leader, any person who serves in any capacity in our church, you are the dream team. We honor you. We value you. I'm so thankful for you. I praise God for you. And if you're here today and you don't yet know your place as a fellow worker, starting next month, the first Sunday next month is our growth track. That's going to help you discover not only the gifts that God has given you, but how you can use them to be an effective part of a team to go out there and not just be a sibling, but go and be a staff member. Go and be a fellow worker in the mission of God. Do you know your place as a fellow worker? Friends, we're siblings, we're staff. But lastly, We're also soldiers. Number three, soldiers. See, a soldier is not just interested in the job outcome. A a staff member is. They're interested in the job outcome. But a soldier is not just interested in the job outcome. They're interested in your survival in the fight. 
See, um, I once watched this documentary on Navy SEALs, and they talked about what they look for in a person when they are recruiting Navy SEALs. And they said that the highest value they have, the highest value they're looking for, is not competency, because they can train competency. The highest value is not competency, it's trust. They're looking for people who they will trust completely. Why? Because as a soldier, my survival depends on yours. My survival depends, and my flourishing depends on your survival and your flourishing. And, and, and my, my job and my responsibility, it hinges on yours and yours on mine. This is, it's all about team. It's not about me. It's not about an individual. It's all about team. And I love how in the Bible there's this beautiful imagery of the body. 1 Corinthians 12 Starting in verse 12 says this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. In verse 21, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Verse 26, If one member suffers... All suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. We're all parts of this one body. And if, if one part hurts, we all hurt. If one part suffers, we all suffer. If, if I'm going to flourish, I need you to flourish. If I'm going to do good, I need you doing good. See, soldiers are different. Soldiers fight for the flourishing of one another. They fight for the survival of one another. And because uh, this is about survival and this is about accomplishing the mission together, accountability is really high within soldiers. Because if, if I see you slipping, it's going to affect everybody. If I see you in the family of God walking off the track, then it, it, there's an accountability that's on me to get you back on the track. Because why? Because we depend on one another. That's our survival. And it always grieves my heart when people leave a church family and never go back anywhere, never find a place. Why? Because we're not just siblings. We're not just workers. We're soldiers. And we need each other. I need someone that has my back, and I need to have your back. In order for you to flourish, I've got to have you. So the accountability is high, not just on leadership, but on one another to go, you know what? I need you to be good, and I need you to be okay. And we also have this pastoral responsibility to one another. If we see someone else hurt or wounded, again, it's not just like a, where are the leaders doing the job of pastoring. No, no, no. We have a pastoral responsibility one to another. Man. The other thing that soldiers do is they, they carry the wounded and they help them to heal. They carry the wounded. Like if someone gets hurt, I'm going to carry you out of danger and give you the space to be well again so you can rejoin the fight. I've realized this. Workers can be replaced, but soldiers are missed. You can replace a worker with another worker. But if you lose a soldier, there's a funeral. There's grieving, there's mourning, there's memory, there's pain, and there's this longing for them to be back soldiers are really missed and it's so important as a church 
and as individual followers of Jesus, that we don't just silo ourselves into our own little group or our own little area of responsibility and we carry on okay when, when a fellow soldier is struggling or wounded or an area within the church is struggling and wounded. See, we can help carry the load and we can even help carry them for a season if that's what they need to get better. And that's why I love, I love our campuses. I love that we are, we're one church in eight locations because if one of us is struggling, then there's the strength of the others to carry and support and give to them what they need in order for them to grow and flourish and be well. And then vice versa, we're pulling on the strength of one another. Why? Because we're soldiers in a fight and, and we don't want to leave anyone behind. You know, I've walked many a uh, journey in ministry and in leadership and even just simply as a follower of Christ where, where I've been wounded along the way and I've, and I've thought that I'm not sure I'm going to make it through this fight. I'm not sure I'm going to carry on. You know, I've been pretty vulnerable about my journey over the last three years, just battling with mental health issues and anxiety and all that kind of stuff and all the dark places that come with that. You know what? It's in those seasons I'm so thankful for fellow soldiers who saw that I was wounded and saw that I needed healing and rather than write me off, carried me and allowed me the time and space to heal because they knew I could come back to the battlefield and I could fight again. And I'm so thankful for a team that carried me when I couldn't carry myself and enabled me the space and time that I needed to heal. Friends, I believe that God's calling us in this church to be siblings, to be staff, and also to be soldiers for one another, to fight for one another, to have each other's backs, and to carry the wounded back to a place of wholeness and strength. Friend, how do you see yourself in this church? How do you see yourself? We're siblings, we grow together, we create memories, we celebrate with one another, and we mature along the journey. We don't stay children, we grow. We grow into maturity with one another. And we're staff, we've each got a call, we've each got a role to play, we've each got something to contribute here. This isn't just come have a good time. Yes, come have a good time, let's be siblings, but let's also work together for the mission of God, for the call that God has for us, for the vision He's given us as a church to continue to reach the lost, to continue to serve this community and create influence for the kingdom of God and this generation. Let's also be soldiers. Don't silo yourself and see just your own part. And just don't see everyone else as fellow workers, but actually see them as fellow soldiers in the fight. And we're going to carry one another. And if you're wounded, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go on that journey that says, man, I just need someone to help me in this season and carry me through. So why we have our counseling hub. It's why we have our pastoral ministries. It's why we have our small groups. Why we have prayer ministry at the end of the service. Why? Because we realize that this fight can be hard and we sometimes need each other to carry us. I'm going to pray for us in just a few moments. And, um, but before I do, I want to let you know um, that maybe there's some people here today uh, and you're here in church because you need to get your life right with God. Friends, God loves you. God made you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. We all sin. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. The payment that's due for our sin is death. 
But God sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. When He died on that cross, He paid the debt you and I would do. Then He conquered death in the grave and He rose again to new life. And He extends His free gift of grace to you. Forgiveness for your wrong. Brand new start begins right here, right now. You get to walk into the plans that God has for you. And then, friends, there's a great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. If you're here today and you're not right with God, in just a few moments, your lead pastor is going to come up and they're going to lead you in a prayer, a prayer of surrender, giving your life into the hands of God. And I want to encourage you today, don't let that moment pass you by without making that commitment and making that decision. I did it when I was 18 years old and my life has never been the same since. Friends, trust God in that moment. I want to encourage you, if that's you today, you're not right with God. Friends, in a few moments time, when your lead pastor comes, follow them in that prayer and make that commitment. But for the rest of us, I want to pray for us right now. Right where you are, can you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Just right where you are, just have a little moment before God. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for each part of it. I thank you for every campus. I thank you for the uniqueness of the community you placed us in. But I pray that we would all, as a church, carry this heart of siblings, staff, and soldiers. I thank you that you've called us to grow and mature together and walk this journey and create memories and have fun and, Lord, relate to one another on a level of proximity, walking a journey with one another. And I pray, oh Lord, help us to find those connections, whether it's getting into a small group or doing a course or joining a team. Lord, help us to find that community of believers and that we can grow on this journey with and create memories with and have fun. God, I pray that you'd help us also not just to see this as a social place, but as a place where we are staff, we're workers. Lord, help us to remember that there is a call on every one of us, that we are all kings, we are all priests under God, that there is, a, there is a plan and a purpose for every single life. And Lord, there's a gift residing in every single person and a passion that you want to unlock and release to see your kingdom established and grow. So Lord, I pray, help us to find our place. Help us to see our part in this great mission and this great commission you have given to us, your church. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you'd empower us to be soldiers in the fight. Lord, it's hard and it's brutal and sometimes it's, it's difficult. But I thank you that we're not alone, that we have each other's back. Lord, if any are straying that we see, Lord, give us the compassion to go and rescue them. Lord, give us the courage to carry someone when they can't carry themselves. Lord, if we're wounded, give us the humility to ask for help. And Lord, help us to not be so siloed into our own little world that we miss those around us. Lord, because we know workers can be replaced, but soldiers are missed. And I pray, oh God, that this would become a heartbeat of our church. Lord, that you bless each one here, everyone listening, that we would carry the hearts to be siblings, to be fellow workers, to be staff, but also to be soldiers. And I bless each one who's heard this word. I pray, oh God, have your way in their life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much, church. I'm hand back over to your team now. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.